Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the 5th of November in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founders. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, and we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, spread the word, tell the tale, donate liberally today, would you please? That'll provide live and on-demand archives of the broadcast as well. Quick recap yesterday's show. President Trump gave remarks on election night. Trump boldly declares we did win this election. The U.S. Postal Service blew a court-ordered deadline about finding ballots. They came back and said, well, there's not really a lot of ballots missing. No problem. Do you trust them? Donald Trump warned that the election is being stolen in battleground states. Georgia's results from the 2020 presidential election were delayed for two reasons. One, I guess, they had a water break. Yeah, in Atlanta. They also had in other counties experiencing a glitch with voting machines. All the voting machines were down. That's just Georgia. Battleground anomalies everywhere. All kinds of questionable situations. Hour two. We had our guest on Becky Akers. She's a well-known author of a book called Hailstorm about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots ever, and about Benedict Arnold, the other story, or the other side of the Benedict Arnold story, I should say. We talked about, hey, Oregon becomes first state to decriminalize hard drugs. Washington, D.C. approves magic mushrooms and other psychedelics. New Jersey, Arizona, many other places go recreational pot. Uh, We talked about a wonderful family. They had a sign that said, no candy, our kid has cancer. But little children delivered in in a most delightful way. We talked about Russell Wilson spends at least a million dollars each year on his body. We also talked about the article, we're only as divided as we choose to be, USA Today. Um, You know, I think that the battle lines are a little bit different than a lot of people think. Number one, it's good versus evil, and I don't know that those two will ever coexist. At the same time, we as individuals can follow the Prince of Peace, and we can be kind and respectful and loving and patient and appreciative and forgiving and We can embody all the attributes of Christ if we work at it. He promises us if we follow him, if we do our very best to mirror his image in our countenance, wonderful things can happen. And so, you know what? Even though the principles of good and evil will never coexist, we as Americans can drive out the evil with the good. Evil divides. Good unites. And we can stand for the good as we do our very best to acknowledge and acknowledge and follow the author of liberty, 
God Almighty. All right, that was a summary of yesterday's program. Hope you enjoyed it. If you missed it, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. While you're there, donate, please. Every penny will be used to grow our involvement in the media. Every day we grow. We need your financial support and help in doing so. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Without further ado, News the Network's Refused to You starts today. Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome, sir. Before we get to Brian Rust, our guest coming up, I want to talk about the Trump campaign pursues an aggressive legal strategy to challenge votes in key states, Kurt. And uh, I think that uh, is a decent strategy, meaning that I think things should be left up to the states. I don't want the Supreme Court uh, to decide everything. But you know what? If you deal with appellate judges or whatever you want to say in each state and you take it on as a 50-state discussion, then I think it's a much more viable answer. So yesterday when I spoke out about going straight to the Supreme Court with this, what I don't want is a single judge or two like a Justice Roberts put in place by George Bush to betray Trump and have it all in the hands of one or two key decision makers. That's what I don't want. What I do want, though, is for each state to be required to analyze for themselves exactly what happened in their given states. And uh, you know what? I don't know if there's vote fraud or not in these given states in each specific incidence. What I do know is there's enough evidence, enough concern, enough anomalies that just don't make sense to justify investigations for sure. Now, Newt Gingrich chimes into this discussion as well. Newt Gingrich urges Trump to file lawsuits in every single state, and he calls on Senate Republicans to investigate the election. Pretty aggressive strategy by, by Newt Gingrich. Uh, what do you think of that, Kurt? Well, you can either, um, at least in my opinion, you can either play defense, which is what typically our side does, or, you know, if you're working on the offense, um, then you can kind of make the other guys do defense. And I think that's, I mean, in the effort to make America great again, man, there's a lot of stuff to be working on on the offense. I think. Amen to that. Now, let's be very clear. Normally, we're not lawsuit-happy people, folks. We don't really believe lawsuits are the way to go. There's better ways to accomplish some of these things in most cases. However, in situations like this, Kurt, I don't know what other choice you have. We are told if you need a redress of grievances, the courts are the place to go, as opposed to rioting and you know some of the tactics used by our enemies or our opponents, whatever you want to call them. Um, the courts are the proper venue for a redress of grievance. So normally we're just not sue happy people. Uh, but in these unique situations, I'm not really sure what other remedy is available at this point. Your thoughts? Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And I, uh, I mean, I believe that's a part of this system. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the phrases keeps coming back When you say this system, you mean our says, constitutional republic, right? Yeah, America yes. okay. and the way it was founded um, that... Uh, we're we're well it was only and this is the worry that i've got um is only set up for a moral and righteous people and then uh, so that means hey if we don't qualify there then really much, pretty much all the bets are off but 
you know, it is our duty as, well, uh, citizens to uphold the law, the laws of the land and do all that we can to work through the proper channels to make sure that those things are upheld, that there is justice and liberty for all. Absolutely. And what happens right now is the mainstream press is literally, in my opinion, um, showing their true colors, Kurt. Number one, they claim that Trump was down by like 15 points and, you know, hey, Trump is getting trounced in the polls and, hey, their polls turned out to be completely wrong. Their agenda on uh, election night was exposed when they literally stopped discussing and stopped counting in these key battleground, I don't even want to say states. What I want to say is jurisdictions, because I don't think that the, that the states are really battlegrounds. It's just unique Democratic strongholds that seem to have these uncanny anomalies that make you go, what? So in Arizona, very unique spots. They're like, oh, yeah, we just gave magic markers to everybody. Then they're saying, well, magic markers mess up the uh, scanner's ability. Um, then others say, no, they don't. That, that's a lie. Well, now that's a big old debate about markers. Well, that's a different debate than is going on in, say, Georgia, where you say we had problems with the machines. That's a different discussion in Georgia in different areas where we say, oh, we had a water break. Don't worry, none of the ballots got wet. That's a different discussion where in other places they're saying the post office couldn't get ballots in time. That's a different discussion where I personally had friends say I waited on my ballot. It never came, and so I wasn't able to vote. That's a different discussion from and, – and so you get these – 50, 60, 70 different discussions around the country about vote inconsistencies. Is that, and at some point you go, is it really that simple? Very narrow scoped, just anomalies, no evil intentions or no no uh, manipulation, or no, nothing going on. Okay, And they continue in the media then to, to not only stop the counts in certain places. Now they're blaming Trump for wanting to stop the counts and they're ready just to count. But they weren't on Tuesday night for some reason. And, and so just these anomalies, these strange situations uh, are worthy of investigation. And what it really comes down to is I don't care whose side of the debate you're on. The mainstream press has literally absolutely destroyed their ability or their credibility as of Tuesday night, Kurt. They literally stopped counting. Then the next day they found magic votes everywhere. All of a sudden a bunch of votes get turned in and every one of them without exception for Biden I mean, even if you made a mistake, it wouldn't be every one of them for Biden. Somebody would by mistake vote for Trump or something. I'm not wanting mistake votes, but what I'm getting at is these anomalies are just too large to ignore. And so then they stop the count, but then later they start counting with feverish pitch thinking we got a way to, to, to win. And, and then when President Trump says, wait a minute, now they're blaming Trump for not wanting to count ballots. And the truth, ladies and gentlemen, is very elusive. But the mainstream press, in my opinion, has shown their true colors. They have literally doubled down and said this is about Donald Trump trying to cheat, lie, and steal. Trump's saying that those guys are trying to cheat, lie, and steal. And my response is what I want is transparency, and I want accountability. And the only way I know to get that is to have true investigations. And the only way I know to get true investigations is to sue in every state and to have the Senate look into the matter and do our very best to get to the bottom of it from every avenue we possibly can with a goal of transparency and honesty. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. 
In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up, and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song, and will you listen to Our it? next oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and... I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. And he came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I maintain the mainstream press lost credibility big time, as if their credibility wasn't already shot. They lost credibility big time, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday night. They literally projected several states for Biden, had to recant, had to go ahead and backtrack, and they say they called it too early there. They didn't do that for Trump, and it's not a single case, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And they held out as long as they could on any uh, states Trump won. Then they literally stopped counting the votes and all went to bed. Then they woke up and magically found a ton of votes. And then when we want to investigate and look into this, they go, you guys are just crazy, foaming at the mouth conspiracy theorists. Uh, how dare you to say that there might be fraud? How dare you to suggest that, that Biden isn't the clear winner? Um, don't fall for the narrative of the mainstream press. They're dishonest. They were the ones that told you that Donald Trump was getting trounced by 15 plus points or so. Their polling was wrong. Their agenda is wrong, and now they're trying to deceive you into believing that this is not a legal matter, that this is just a, a crying, whining Donnie and nothing more. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump, current president, duly elected president of the United States of America, is saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, we do not believe these strange happenings and these so-called anomalies. And these so-called narrow mishaps are as simple as they want you to believe. We believe that it is criminal. We believe that something needs to be done to investigate. And so based on the rule of law, based on law and order, based on the issue being honesty, we need to pursue an aggressive legal strategy to look into key states. And Newt Gingrich is saying, hey, sue in every state, have the Senate investigate, and let's really find out what's going on here. And while we don't have the proof... The mainstream press wants you to believe that we're just foaming at the mouth crazy, and they're the common 
they're the sensible, logical, uh, relaxed one. Just be patient till the votes. They trot out Joe Biden. I'm not saying that I've won, but when all the votes are counted, I do believe I'll be the winner. So they're trying to pretend they've got the moral high ground. But the issue is honesty. And I submit to you that when you start investigating, when you find out there is fraud, then pretty soon the narrative and the reality will change. To me, it's a matter of honesty. Honesty is the issue. Transparency is the focus point. Accountability is the necessity here. Rush Limbaugh going off on this. Many, many uh, people and commentators are going off on this. Look, it isn't about the left or the right. It isn't about Republican or Democrat. It isn't about Donald or Joe. It's about honesty and transparency and upholding, in my opinion, one of the most important constitutional republic uh, responsibilities we as individuals have. That is to vote and to be able to participate in that democratic process. I know we have a constitutional republic, but we do have a democratic process as part of that republic. And to ensure, to do our level best to ensure that that process is not manipulated, is not tainted, is not co-opted, by dishonest, manipulating, secret combination-seeking people in high places. Okay? That is the reality. And so this isn't just a sniveling Trump discussion. This is a constitutional republic requirement for integrity in the system that we should all be calling for. Let the chips fall where they may. Brian Rust, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, thanks, guys. Good to be with you. Appreciate it. Is Donald just a sniveling idiot, or am I making a, making sense here? No, you're making great sense, Sam. I, you know, I think, uh, should we expect anything less from the swamp? I mean, realistically, I, over the last three, four years, or longer maybe, I, you know, it, it just seems like we're getting this all the time. And and, and people are, are frustrated because they feel like, okay, well, do I... Is that truth? Is this truth? Is this? It's such a shamble with the the media and that. I just wish there was more accountability for their actions. It just doesn't seem like it. Seems like okay, well that didn't work. Let's throw that aside. I'm just we're going to do. We'll create another uh, bad situation right here for them. Yeah, there's just no accountability for them. So yeah, honesty would be awesome if we could get, you know. But I, I just don't believe they are honest, and and so it's just so hard to even. Yeah, understand really how this couldn't be. I mean, this is where it is. I mean, it's because they're just, yeah, just pathetic. It's just unreal. All right, Kurt, what do you think of my commentary on this? To me, it's not really even about the president. It just happens to be that the president is right, that we need to look into this and make sure that there's no no stone unturned about this. We need to make sure that the people are comfortable about the system. Okay, it's it's a system discussion here. Has the system been manipulated and co-opted and... Or is it truly on the up and up? And I think that the people need to know that, Kurt. Well, I don't. I mean, how dare you even question these fine, <laughs> upstanding citizens and these See, and that's uh, how the media's going. You know, You're right, Kurt. Uh, states <laughs> and these, uh, you know, these news people who, I mean, no matter. I mean, sure, there's all this stopping of votes in the middle of the night, and there's these, you know, massive amounts that just show up from nowhere, and there's these 
built, you know, big uh, windows that are covered up because nobody needs to be looking at them. And, and you're supposed to get way back if you're a Republican. And, and you you know, you maybe you can listen to the vote count, but you can't watch it. Don't be thinking there's anything wrong here, Sam. I mean, <laughs> if Ohio is showing that President Trump's winning by massive amounts, we don't call it uh, because we've got to wait and wait. And same thing with Florida. But on the other hand, if if there's even like a Patience little a bit virtue, of my a little bit of something going on with Arizona, man. They Biden wins Arizona. Uh, you know, I mean, just don't be thinking that there's anything going on wrong. And the other <laughs> thing, Sam, I don't know if you know this, but just because there's only so many registered voters doesn't mean that's all the people that can vote. I mean, we've got states here where they can have a lot more people vote than the registered voters. It's just the American way. Yeah, illegals are citizens, according to Barack Obama, and everything. Well, they I, I, don't they have to wait for that big load of uh, voters from Russia? They're, that plane hasn't landed yet. <laughs> so maybe that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there people you will go. be disenfranchised if you don't allow those votes. It is just you know amazing what's going on, and all I want, ladies and gentlemen, is transparency. Law and order, right. the rule of law, and I want to be able to count on the system. Yep. And you know what? I think that everybody has a right, if they really fully believe that they're wronged, that they need to redress of grievances, that they have a place to go that we can count on to get it done. That, to me, is of paramount uh, importance. All right, what's gold looking like? Uh, gold uh, this morning is 1935.50. 1935 dot 50 huh yep all right silver is well 1935 right yeah 1935 so it's uh, it's up 70 what's that 70 bucks from last week okay silver um silver's 25 dollars even yep wow okay um, and rhodium, sir? You got to do rhodium, rhodium, man. Come on. Rhodium's still hanging at 13400 Yeah, Kurt just retains his wealth, man, <laughs> all the time. That's right. You got a lot of honey, you know, supporting that. Gold, nineteen thirty-five fifty, silver, 25 bucks. Yep. All right. You think that's going to change here? I know that the stock market's been doing pretty good, economically speaking, People have kind of responded okay so far to the elections. I think they're really responding to the fact that, for the most part, there hasn't really been a lot of rioting and melting down. you got that Seattle whacked-out stuff going on a little bit, a little bit of Portland stuff going on. you got a little bit of stuff in D.C. But for the most part, there haven't been massive outbreaks yet. Right. Ryan. I think, yeah, correct. And I, the one, one thing that I just, it really frustrates me, and it just, I guess, the, the ploy is they always use, I mean, a couple of days ago, silver was, you know, or whatever, it was down, again, you know, 22s or whatever, 50 or, but they always, they always bring the fact that the dollar does this. Oh, the dollar went up, little support, stronger dollar. And I just hate when they use that because that's fake news as well. How can the dollar be so strong when realistically we're, we're a hundred trillion dollars in debt? I mean, you know, realistically. If well, and if you don't believe dollar, us, yeah, yeah, if you don't believe yeah. us, just take in one of those strong paper dollars and try to buy a silver dollar that is minted by the United States of America. Uh, it's a Silver Eagle silver dollar. They have modern 2021s or whatever. 
and I want you to try to buy one of those for a dollar. And if you can't, then I want to know how many dollars it's going to take to buy one. And if the dollar is so strong, I want to know why does it take so many of them to buy one of the other ones? And which, which one is the real, true uh, measure of wealth? Yeah, that's exactly right. The mint and silver eagles, those, those silver eagle dollars, in the first day or two of November, they sold four times the amount they did the month before. Wow, and they didn't sell them for a dollar, did they? They didn't sell them for a dollar, no. Now they sold them for the debased real relationship, didn't they? Yeah. More like $30 or 27 or something. Correct. You're up for 30 bucks, yeah. Brian with us. Brian Rust. Rust. Coinandgift.com. Kurt's got info. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Dozens of President Trump supporters converged on a vote counting center in Arizona as election staff continued to go through uncounted ballots. The protesters, some of whom the local TV station ABC 15 Arizona reported were carrying guns. Representative Paul Gosser, an Arizona Republican, joined the crowd declaring, we're not going to let this election be stolen, period. Arizona has been called by some media outlets for the Democratic challenger Joe Biden, who holds a 69,000 vote lead, pro-Trump protests witnessed in Michigan and Pennsylvania, where Trump supporters called for vote counts to be halted, protesters in Phoenix have been chanting, Stop the Steal. Police in Portland, Oregon, say the Oregon National Guard was called into the city to help police after protests in the city turned violent Wednesday night. In the interest of public safety, Governor Kate Brown, under the advice of the Unified Command, has activated the use of the Oregon National Guard to assist law enforcement, the agency said in a tweet. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting, and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. Rhode Island is no longer known as the smallest state with the longest name. Voters in the Ocean State, formerly known as Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, approved a ballot measure to remove and Providence Plantations from the state's official name. Rhode Island's sole black senator, Harold Metz, in the wake of the George Floyd protests earlier this year, put the measure on the ballot. At the time, Metz called the name a hurtful term to so many of us due to the word plantation and its ties to slavery. Unemployed Americans want to know, where's the money? USA Radio News, Tim Berg explains. With the election still hanging in the balance, Senate Majority Leader from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, says another stimulus package should be passed before the end of the year. We need another rescue package. 
Uh, the Senate goes back in session next Monday. Hopefully the partisan passions that prevented us from doing another rescue package will subside. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been negotiating directly with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin as Senate Republican leaders have remained largely on the sidelines. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you find yourself uh, barraged by craziness here on the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. But not Wait a minute, seriously. the craziness we, isn't we coming do, from us, Kurt. We do, that's right, we do have uh, uh, adult uh, supervision today. Uh, Brian Rust is with us, and so there's some safety some in, that's in right. that. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for being with us. Uh, now, Sam said I have info. I was trying to figure out what that was. But um, anyway. I was thinking um, you were going to relate jobs to the dollar, to the election, to where we're going to be here for the next little bit. I'm of the opinion that, hey, you know what? The more they leave this election in limbo and the more they leave it to kind of a fakery scenario where you don't know what's up, you don't know who's winning, you don't trust the states, there's lawsuits everywhere. Uh, that over time will take a toll on the economy, Brian. Right, you're correct. Well, it's just one more thing. I think there's a number of things that are hitting our economy because of corruption. I mean, uh, wrong is right, right's wrong. I mean, there's so much corruption out there. It's it's all. You, you you talk to a number of those restaurant owners or people that can't even get to work or can't pay their debts because they can't afford pay because they, they're not making there's no income coming in and i mean you talk to them yeah it's gonna hit the economy and they want to put another stimulus into the economy that's just more money more trillions of dollars so some somewhere down the line uh, the piper's got to be paid taxes whatever it is kurt imagine that i mean i don't know i mean you've got suppliers brian uh, just tell them look you know i mean hey don't worry about it. You know, we'll give you an IOU, and you could just, right. uh, you know, keep delivering us product. We have no, I mean, we've been here for a while, so don't worry about it. In fact, uh, <laughs> you know, check with the federal government. I mean, they're, they're the guys handing out all the cash, so, you know, just keep delivering product to us. We'll be okay. I mean, yeah. how's that going to go over for you? Uh, not too well, if you ask me. At least I don't have any suppliers that work like that. But, you know, hey, maybe I'm just yeah. silly in business. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've seen it at a, a few various times that, you know, supply all of a sudden really takes off. There's panic. People want product and so on. And that, that product line starts to stretch. Instead of picking it up today, you come in and you pay, you pick it up. Now you, you, you give me three or four days, we'll have it in. Or, or a week or two weeks goes to a month. And, or, or longer than a month. The only difference this scenario time, if they devalue the dollar, I mean, the problem is for me as opposed to, okay, I'm not taking your dollar cash that they're going to devalue or is being devalued for this physical metal. So at some point in time, it could even shut that uh, trading balance down for a time until there was a restructure or something. I mean, it, it could that could happen as well. So the key is now to be buying. 
Amen. You know what, Brian, I would love to do? I would love to go on the mainstream press talking heads talking show. I would love to even, you know, talk to the president of the United States about this. I'd love to have a debate with anybody, anywhere, anytime about this. They'll never let it happen. But if they would, here's what I would say. You know, you guys have been reporting that the dollar is strong for quite some time. My whole lifetime, you guys have been mocking gold and silver. Uh, lying to the people, suggesting it's just a, a, a kind of a poor investment. It's not near as, quote, profitable as the stock market or whatever other, you know, baloney you want to peddle. But I just want to basically, you know, hold up a dollar that's a fake Federal Reserve fiat note. And then I'll hold up a Silver Eagle silver dollar, 2020 minted by the United States Treasury. And I will say, I want you to tell me, ladies and gentlemen, which one has more value. Look, the government of the United States prints $1 on this nice, beautiful metal coin. It's one troy ounce silver. And then on this one, it says a dollar, but there's this banking cartel called the Federal Reserve. It's not federal at all. It's owned by private investment. It is a private banking cartel. And so what you really have, number one, is a forgery. And I want you to prove to me that it's not a forgery. What they would say was, well, Congress back in the whatever 100 years ago enabled the Federal Reserve to print money. And my response is, okay, fine. Let's say that you accept the lie that a private banking cartel is part of your government, which I disagree with. All right? But even if you accept that lie, my next question would be, I want you to tell me which one has more value. How much can I buy this paper dollar for? A dollar. What, another paper dollar? Okay. How much can you buy this Silver Eagle silver dollar for? Well, another dollar. A metal one, right? Yep. Okay, good. How about if I try to buy a metal one with a paper one? Will that work? No. What if I bought a paper one with a metal one? Would it work? Yes. Like 30 times over. How come? I'm not very smart. I'm just like a little kid. How come, Brian? Well, that's right. See, I'm just like a little kid. I'm just kind of dumb. How come? That's that's right. I mean, it, it, you know, it's exactly right. One one factor we look at, uh, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, answering this question right out, but one factor you look at, no country survived going off the gold and silver standard. Not one. You know, they create this fiat currency to to pump up all these private entities that are that have created this, and we buy into it. And and absolutely right that that fiat currency isn't holding any kind of value. In fact, it just continues to grow and get out of control where they can't even pay it back. So, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely pathetic. Where at least we're getting a little communication by Trump. I'd love to see him get this gold and silver standard back. And then what uh, happens, though, is then they basically say Sam Bushman's peddling fake news, so you got to, you know, attack me on right. the Twitter and use the Google against me and use Facebook yeah. against me and on and on. And then they're telling you that I'm peddling fake news. Right. I mean, is there a bigger fraud on the American people, if we're going to talk about vote fraud or fraud in general, is there a bigger fraud than the Federal Reserve and the taking our money off of constitutional uh, mandates? The constitutional right. mandate is the supreme law of the land still, isn't it? Right. That's right. And there isn't a bigger fraud. You are correct. Absolutely. Kirk, can you think of a bigger fraud? Well, you know, and I know Nancy, um, you know, Miss Nancy in Congress, she's she's an amazing constitutional scholar. So she needs to explain to me this little part where it says no state shall 
make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debts. So I just, you know, I mean, like you say, you know, you think you're kind of stupid. I'm, I'm such a country, country bumpkin that, you know, I'm like, well, Nancy, how does that work? You know, can you explain that for me? You know, uh, I just want to just go, Nancy, how come? Girl? How come? Yeah. It was like a little kid. Just keep going. How well, come? I, What's up, Nancy? I, I think that Nancy's, I think they told Nancy that she's going to have her portrait on the $4 bill. So, yeah. I'd pay a buck three eighty three dollars and fifteen cent bill or something like that. There you go. Would you pay a buck three eighty for a four dollar bill, Kurt? <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. You well, gotta ask what kind of buck three eighty is on there. Anyway, I, but uh, I just find it interesting how they can get away with this fraud, though, and it's so blatant. I mean, how long would it really take me on a on a on a reality TV show? or a news show, whatever you want to say, how long would it take me really to highlight this discrepancy in a way that's just irrefutable? Would it really take me two minutes, Brian? I, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how long it would take, but I mean, it, it would be ob- I'd love to see it. That'd be awesome. There'd be some technical difficulties if you were on there, Sam. Uh, you know, we yeah. just had some technical difficulties where we can't really uh, hear the audio and Here's or what see that do anything. To me. You, ready? Uh, you, know. you know, when you take a picture and you're in a big group and the photographer's like, if I can't see, or if you can't see me, then I can't see you. <laughs> <clears throat> They'd do that to me on TV. They'd just be like, you can't see us and we can't see you, buddy. That's right. He's just been shut down. <laughs> yeah. right, I'll tell now. you one place where the dollar is uh, strong, though. You guys want to hear about it? Sure. Uh, there's a place where the dollar is strong. It's uh, called Venezuela. And, uh, you know, down yeah. there, uh, you know, where they basically, I mean, uh, it's like when you got uh, two really lousy things, but one's really lousy, then you know, the other one looks pretty good. And, uh, you know, they got those rich people down there that, you know, all these people that just headed out of Venezuela as soon as the government started taking over private people's, uh, you know, um, the oil wells and all that kind of stuff. And now their oil and their gas industry is just gone. Uh, but anybody who left now is sending back, you know, uh, good citizens uh, back here in America. Now they're sending dollar bills back to uh, but I still have a Venezuela. Kurt. Yeah. Uh, this is this comes in again the how come category. How come if you sent a United States Federal Reserve note dollar to Venezuela and I sent one of those constitutional silver eagle silver dollars minted by the US Treasury which one has more buying power even in the corrupt communist state of Venezuela? Easy answer. Silver dollar. And the question is, again, I'm like a little kid. How come, Brian? That's right. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds, folks. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, It's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. 
It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12 percent of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Sam's let this happen twice now in this program. I don't know how this is going to go over, Sam. But anyway, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, he says I'm supposed to do this again. Uh, But thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, being with us. Uh, And again, we do have uh, adult supervision. Brian Rust is with (laughs) us from uh, Rust. Thank you. Um, You know, the uh, headline I'm looking at, Brian, says uh, I only let Kurt take the lead when Brian's present for that very reason. (laughs) Gold, <laughs> silver sees solid price gains as greenback wilts. Uh, maybe they had. How does the greenback wilt? Uh, but anyway, and then it says uh, gold and silver futures prices. Let's see, futures prices. So that's not the real prices. It's like off in the future, you know. Are sharply up in early U.S. trading, uh, boosted in part by a falling U.S. dollar index in the wake of the U.S. elections. What a week that is, huh? Anyway, uh, what my question for you is, you know, back down to the kitchen table, is uh, if I want to buy one of those 2020 Silver Eagle U.S. dollar that says U.S. dollar on it, and it's silver, how much is those? How much are those today, Brian? Uh, they're over thirty bucks. Just over thirty dollars. So just a little bit more than thirty Federal Reserve notes for one of those right. silver eagle dollars. And then uh, if I want to buy one of the you know dime-sized pieces of gold that says five dollars from the U.S. Mint. So how much are those today, Brian? How many Federal uh, Reserve notes ra- do I have to They're get? around the 265, 270 range, 200. So Wait a minute, 270 bucks for five bucks? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> there Come you on, go. Sam. You know, this is how the wilting dollar works, the wilting greenback, you know. Yeah, but anyway, let's, very, uh, let's, let's, let's break down a little bit of terms for education, Kurt. And I don't mean to contradict you here, but there's a difference yeah. between a greenback and a Federal Reserve fiat dollar. Really? Yeah. 
Greenbacks right. are money pre- created by the United States that don't have interest. Well, in this case, yeah, but dollars, they, they're using them the same They bastardized the term. I get it. But I want you to I educationally you. understand that a greenback is created by yeah. the United States. It is not a cartel dollar. It's a United States dollar. And it doesn't have interest attached. If you really want to have the historical reality on a greenback, that's what you got to understand. Now, I know that in general we say greenback or whatever, and it means, you know, anything that's paper. I get it. Like you said, they switched it around. The yeah. first greenbacks, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, were the ones uh, created in the Civil War time the by 1860s. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, and uh, on the front of them, they said, you United States note or U.S. note. Uh, they didn't say Federal Reserve note. You want to know why? So, uh, by the way, Brian, I got to get some was more of no those in, some more no of those Reserve? silver certificates. There was no Federal Reserve at the time, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> that's cartel exactly hadn't been created why. yet. There you go. That's right. And, and I'm bringing this up on purpose. I mean, I understand what Kirk's saying. And generally, you know, hey, Greenbacks just refer to paper money. He's right. But I want people to understand the historical you know, reality about when the Federal Reserve came to be. Look, America ran for 150 years or whatever without it, or 125 years, whatever, depends on when you want to debate the start to be, right? But America ran for a long time without a fake money supply, without a dishonest and the cartel. Creature. And Sam, by the way, uh, recently visited the dangerous location that we, you know, got the Federal Reserve started from. Sure, it's, it's not called a dangerous Jekyll location. Island. Well, I mean, it's, Buddy, it's, it's a, a tragic, refuge. you know. You know it's, it's a turtle like, refuge, my friend. It's a turtle refuge. Yeah. He was in Jekyll Island, Georgia. So yes, I was, was, man. At the Red Pill Expo and uh, the notorious place. If you've never read a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island, I, you know, we can get you a copy. Uh, but you ought to do that to understand, you know, all this whole con game works, right? Brian. All right, man. I know Brian's dying to talk about the squad. Aren't you, Brian? Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democratic of New York. Uh, Ilden Omer, Democrat of Minnesota. How do you say it? Ayanna Presley? Yeah, she's Elvis's relative, you know. She's from Massachusetts. And really? Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib or Tlaib or whatever. Yeah. She's Mr. Democrat Walt. of Michigan. Mm-hmm. They have all been reelected to the U.S. Wow. House of Representatives, folks. And there's no oh. vote fraud, by the way, on any How of those because <laughs> even, even though uh, the Veritas guys basically had some undercover people saying that, hey, uh, they were buying votes uh, there. Everything is hey, okay. Just look somewhere else. That's just a, a, a tiny anomaly. I mean, it's not really widespread or anything, Kurt. I don't even want to hear this. You're just... Okay, now, here's the deal. You guys are white men, correct? Correct. Of course. So I want you to know that you guys fantasize about Ocasio-Cortez, the young female from New York that's a congresswoman now. Oh. It's one of those things we don't know. It's a subliminal, uh, you know, thing. Is she a cartoon? Let me tell you how we know that you guys fantasize over it. You talk about her all the time. You bring her up. You're concerned about her. You uh, watch her Twitter feed. You you do all these things. The swamp? 
And uh, all I'm telling you is that's kind of the way they're pitching this. But they say the squad has gained much more power due to the mandate given to the four, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. And and, uh, what I love is her initials, AOC, where one guy, Mark Levin, calls her all out crazy. Um, You know, so I just think it's Well, you white men like crazy girls now. No. Are these oh, the, the Fantastic Four power hero type things? We're buying yeah, that's right. And- yeah, in fact, okay. they're working on they're working on some of these companies are working on giving you action figures for these <laughs> females. <laughs> wow! Nice. And you guys can just absolutely you know get them for your kids. Look and- out, Barbie! Wow, that's the big. Oh, Barbie's the yes, sir. Your Barbie's a racist. <laughs> that's right. You got to go with these four <laughs> women. They're I mean, they're power figures, man. Wow. It's oh. an, and then there'll be a movie about him and all, all, all kinds of things. Man, you got probably. that right. It's a cash yeah. cow, a, a kicking. <laughs> is it, what kind of cash? Is well, it, uh, only fake money. We don't, you know. <laughs> we would never use gold and silver. I find it interesting how in this sea of confusion over all the elections, let me make a couple of things clear. The nation's for drugs. Yeah, and they're for the four, the fabulous four in the squad. That's de- undebatable, undeniable. Right. You got that, Kurt? And you, my friend, are fantasizing about them. We are. We you just are. can't help yourselves. Their star power is beyond. I mean, their charisma is just. Well, Kurt, it's infectious, it my friend. It's pulling us in. I, I feel it. It's amazing. You can't help it. I know you don't even know about it, my friend. It's, I didn't. It's great. Oh, of course you didn't know. <laughs> she, she had to point uh, so, it out for you. Casey O'Cortez. Yeah. She's the one that brought this up is why I'm telling you this. She's the yeah. one that's basically saying this about white men. I don't know why they're so why they're so fascinated with me. I don't know why they're fantasizing about me. I don't know why they're so interested in me. The yeah. only thing I'm really interested in bringing her up for, ladies and gentlemen, let's make this very clear. I am concerned these four communists yeah. are literally gaining ground and a foothold in the greatest country on the face of the earth. And they have targeted this country for destruction. And I want to bring to your attention their evil intent. And I want to stand against their seek for power. And I want to pull power down. I want to stop them uh, from their evil design. Other than that, I have no interest or no interest uh, in this lady from New York or this girl from New York or whatever you want to call it. I do have great concern, though, if they continue to gain authority and power and prestige and they continue to be allowed to create secret combinations above the people for power and gain. I want to pull that down, Brian. Yeah, you hit it right on. Secret combinations. No doubt about it. Evil. You want to respond to that, Kurt? Well, Sam, I mean, we probably should talk about the NBA or the something like that. Well, let's that. just go middle ground. <laughs> it won't be as hot as the case yet. But it will be this. Joe Rogan, I guess, he does a radio program called The Experience or whatever, right? Oh. Joe Rogan Experience or whatever. It's on Spotify, Kurt. Yeah, anyway, I guess Joe had on Alex Jones. And Alex Jones oh, was guested on the Joe Rogan um, Experience or whatever. And they say this brings up debates surrounding Spotify's responsibility as a content distributor. In other words, Joe, you can't have on Alex. Yeah, that's right. And my response is, why not? Why can't Joe talk to anybody he wants to, buddy? Now, you can have on the communist Ocasio-Cortez, but don't dare have on Alex. 
Right. Mm-hmm. See, because Casey is a truth teller, and Alex, that guy's not reporting the truth, you know. I yeah. look at that, and I just go, what's happened in America where we we decide what the truth is? And we decide how the truth relates or doesn't relate to you, right? Yep. I mean, it is shocking in my mind to see what's going on here. Now they're basically trying to attack Spotify and say, hey, the debate is surrounding your, um, what's the word? Your responsibility as a content distributor. You got a responsibility right. not to have on people like Brian Rush who think gold and silver is real money or something. Right. Can't have yeah. that going on. See, where are we going there? Where Ocasio-Cortez is rock star extraordinaire. And say the Kirk Crosby's of the world that just wants to know how much a $5 gold piece costs. We're going into communism. See how dumb Kurt is? Hey, how much does a $5 gold piece cost? Ah, 270 bucks is the answer. Everybody knows 5 equals 270 That's correct. And everybody knows, <laughs> everybody knows that $1 equals $30. Yeah. I and mean, that yeah. highlights our fake news for today. Hour one in the can, Brian. There you, there you go. <laughs> wow. You, yeah. Now, are we allowed to point out everybody else's fake news so bluntly, so directly, so clearly, so evidence-based or fact-based? Are we, are we allowed to do that? Because that's well, what's I really think, happened today on the program, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, we, we are. I mean, it, we have a responsibility to, to, to truth. Truth is light. We, we have a responsibility to to uh, hold on to that and help others see that. All right, Brian. Well, what I want you to do is continue to be honest and take everyone's $30 fake paper notes when the dollar's super strong and turn that into one silver eagle silver dollar. Please do that over and over. Continue to take those little teeny pieces of gold that save five bucks and charge 270 for them and make sure that we get as much honest money acting as a stability factor, acting as a truth teller, acting as a hedge against further manipulation uh, into our money. Because that's absolutely vital for stability in the economy. As Ron Paul said, why don't we just open it up and let real money compete with fake money and see which one lasts? Amen. I agree. You guys are doing a great job. Brian Russ, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Great great job, guys. There he goes. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. He joins us every week to give us a gold and silver update. And they call it Rust Coin and Gift for a reason. Not only can you get constitutional currency... You can get a variety of other coins. You can also find gifts for your loved ones for the holidays. How do you like that, Kurt? Honest money and gifts together makes Excellent. sense. Excellent. I mean, spreading out that Christmas cheer. cheer. With you can give honest money gold. as a gift. That would be a fair gift, a good gift to give someone honest oh, money. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's for Sam, Kurt, and Brian. We declare this nation shall endure. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for November the 5th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two. Our goal to promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property every day on your radio. Six days a week, we're live on the Sabbath, we rest. I conducted an interview at the Red Pill Expo, uh, and many of them I haven't been able to play yet. We've just been so busy. But I want to play one now, and then I want uh, me and Kirk to be able to talk about it in the details about education. And I really think in the COVID and everything else, this is a really critical interview. His name is Ray Moore, not Roy, like the good judge, but Ray Moore. And then we'll come back and talk about this interview. Uh, Here it is live from Red Pill Expo. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. We are live at Red Pill Expo, having a phenomenal time. Incredible guest after incredible guest, speaker after speaker, educational opportunities like you wouldn't believe. We got the next guest up. His name is not Roy, more like the good judge that stood up for the Ten Commandments. We're talking about Ray Moore, and Ray is a homeschooling advocate. He was a colonel in the Army, and best of all, he was a chaplain in the Army. We're talking about Christian education like no other. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. It's great to be here, and this is quite a conference we're attending, and there's so many leaders and educators and people are world class prominent in their particular field amen to that exodusmandate.org is your website right which is really an opportunity to help people understand the importance of taking over uh, the educational opportunities for them their children and themselves i know a lot of people talk about homeschool for kids but i find when i homeschooled my eight children it was more about uh <laughs> me learning alongside with them i had to unlearn a lot of things that i had learned in the government schools first of all so it was an incredible unlearning experience if you will but it's an opportunity to learn together God's way, if you will. Is that a good place to start? Yes, that is. And so <coughs> we started the Exodus Mandate a little less than 25 years ago in 97. And I had been a homeschool parent for 20 years prior to that. And in 1997, I just felt led of the Lord to offer a ministry that would help extract Christian families, churches, uh, and children from the government school system. It was pretty wild at the time in the minds of some people, but we've really come around now and we're winning this battle, particularly with the recent uh, shutdown of schools with the COVID-19, which we are not happy about, but it's been a blessing in disguise (coughs) for our movement because 55 million children are now home. Many of them don't want to be, their parents don't want it, but we are going to see a big increase permanently and homeschooling uh, and even private Christian schools as a result of the COVID shutdowns. Now, when you started, it was the the late 70s. It was a serious pioneering effort then, wasn't it? Right. And my wife and I started in 77 when I was finishing up my theological seminary training at Grace Seminary in Indiana. And we were on the campus at Purdue University starting a new outreach, a ministry. And we just... It's hard to explain how it happened, but we just felt led of God to start what we called then the family school. And we had one child. Uh, well, we had two, but one was an infant. He was a six-year-old boy, and he's now 49. And uh, we started homeschooling, and we were probably among the first several hundred families in the modern era. Ray Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you uh, were in the military. When did you end or retire from the military? I retired. I was mostly in the Army Reserve, and I retired as a lieutenant colonel as a chaplain in 1999. So I had 30 years, either active Army or 
Army Reserve, and I served in the Gulf War one, and I served as a chaplain or pastor to a brigade-sized unit, about 3,000 soldiers, and happily, uh, you know, I was awarded a Bronze Star for my service there, which many others were awarded. So I, that was a great experience to be a pastor in a real war, and uh, so I've, I've had a long history with the U.S. Army, and of course I'm completely out of that now. But We're grateful for your service. The reason I bring it up like that, though, is there was an incredible overlap between uh, your chaplain work in the military and, and, and the war and, and homeschooling, and uh, you know your poor wife uh, had to lift heavy too, didn't she? Right, and I don't want to put it on the air, but I guess I'm forced to. I am 77. I look like I'm 60, and I'm acting as much as I can as a 50-year-old, but I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. But, well, Lord, it's blessed the movement. We have our bench is so strong. We have so many young leaders, when, women and men, coming along. Alex Newman oh, uh, yeah. with the New American Magazine and Liberty Sentinel. We, he and I have teamed up in the last four years. And he put this magazine together, the New American, did a special edition called Rescuing Our Children, just on our movement and our agenda. Amen to that, And it's the most uh, extraordinary uh, publication. And if your audience does not take the New American, shame on you. Highly recommended for sure. So let's let's understand this then. So you were uh, one of the founders of Exodus Mandate? Well, I was the founder of Exodus Mandate, but I was one of the early pioneers in the modern homeschool movement. But there are many that go back to that period. All right. There was a man by the name of Reed Benson, who I learned about homeschooling from first. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a uh, professor at Brigham Young University at the time and was a huge homeschool advocate. In fact, a lot of people get uh, the opportunity to graduate from Brigham Young University in their high school program online. Uh, via the efforts of uh, Reed Benson, who was a dear friend of mine. I went to school, actually, with his children, Mm -hmm. uh, is how I knew them all. The reason I bring this up is Ben Swan, believe it or not, graduated from that program from Brigham Young University that I speak of. Okay, well, I knew who Reed Benson was, but I didn't know him personally, but I did know that he was a a strong advocate. Yeah, very very dear friend of mine. So that's where I learned. I graduated from high school in in 1985, and that's where I kind of learned about it. And I've homeschooled all of my children until they get a little bit older. Then I put them into a very Christian private school, uh, which is a great opportunity for some as well. But this mandate really has to do with taking control uh, of your child's education and not leaving it to others is the main point, right? Yeah, we homeschool our children now. My children are now 49, uh, 43, 41, and 38. And then we have eight uh, grandchildren uh, from age age of 20 down to 10 months. and. They're either homeschooled or in private Christian schools. Yes, sir. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the mandate because you're right. The COVID has really uh, shifted things into high gear, if you will. Uh, A lot of people who thought they couldn't do it are finding out that they can. A lot of people who uh, take their kids home are finding that, hey, uh, home slash government school, I don't know what they call it, hybrid programs aren't working. So a lot of people are saying, I think I can do this at home now, but I need a better, more supportive plan and curriculum, right? Right, and that's the, the big decision has been made, uh, and that's it's the hardest decision for families to make is to pull out and homeschool. That they seem very difficult with that decision, but that decision has been made now uh, for 55 million children in the United States and 1.37 billion worldwide. Wow, we're in a a once in a hundred year moment for private. Christian and home education. This won't come around again. 
And so everybody who is a homeschool or Christian school or private school advocate needs to be very aggressive in reaching out to their fellow members, their family members, encouraging them to stay with it, not to go back into the into Pharaoh's school system. And we know right now pretty confident that 10% are permanently out that were once in public school. And we and think, by the way, 10% is a huge number, my friend. Right, because there's been less than 3 million children homeschooled prior to COVID-19. Yes, sir. Now it's, uh, well, it's, it's 55 million, but we know uh, most of those will probably go back into Pharaoh's schools. We hope they don't, but we know many will. But we have a real opportunity to drive our numbers up to 8, 10, or 12 million in the next in this period Which could literally in. be you know 10, uh, 15% to 30%, right? Right. And and it, it's unknown because we'll know when people finally go back. But what's happening, people uh, we know people say I could never and I would never consider homeschooling my children. Now they are being forced to and they say, "You know, it's not so bad. We it works. We're happy uh it's created a new love and bonding in our marriage and, and in our children. You know, Malachi 4.6 is the last verse of the Old Testament and between uh, 400 years, silent years, before other scripture was given in, uh, in, the, in the time of Jesus. And the uh, writer of Malachi says that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children back to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Yes, sir. And we know that there's a curse on the country and the nation or the family when there's not a love and strong bonding in the family. And public schooling has disrupted the normal bonding that God wants to exist in a family and a marriage. So oh, that's being restored. And we're hearing all kinds of stories like that. And then people are discovering, uh, Sam, that the public school curriculum is utterly evil and corrupt and the parents didn't know this was going on in some states i've heard tennessee is requiring parents to sign a statement they won't look at their children's curriculum at home well yeah, this have is they crazy lost their minds yeah well it, and so people are waking up and they're saying wait a minute what's this coming into my living room on my children's computer this that is i can't see borderline porn and and they're being angered and, but they're they've not been good parents not to know it already when the kids were at school so yes. a lot of people are pulling out permanently and no we doubt a, there's an awakening taking yeah, place let's right. talk about exodusmandate.org okay. a little bit okay that's a site really to give people a platform for solutions right right it's a uh, it's like we're nearly 25 years old uh, exodusmandate.org and it kind of explains what we're doing uh, I was on the Dobson Family Talk Show in March of 2017, and I'd be honored if people would take the time to go listen to that. It yeah, James a, Dobson does a phenomenal yeah, yeah, job. It was a he? big moment for my ministry because, sure. you know, we've been a little on the controversial side, I have to admit it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm proud of it, actually. But still, so many people were addicted to public schooling, and some just didn't want to hear what we had to say. So to his credit, he put me on the air, and a million people heard it. And he reran the program in December of 2017. I got a rerun, and I think he does that for the top 10 shows, the top dozen shows of the year. So it was pretty exciting to have, and it was a two-day program. Then I did a lecture, <coughs> uh, and then it was I was invited to give the same lecture at Liberty University in September of 2017. Um, and it was during their celebration of the 500th anniversary of the reformation and it was a four-day event i was one of about 25 speakers and that title is what once was 
can be a gain, Christian education and the Reformation. And I gave that presentation at Liberty, and and it's on my website if people care to look at that. It's only 28 minutes, so it wouldn't uh, wear you out. But it is phenomenal content, that and the John Burt Society article from the... Uh yes, right. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It's the New American Magazine, Rescuing Our Children. It was a February of 2019 issue. Rescuing Our Children, if you want to go find it yeah. and read it. And the reason I bring it up is if somebody, if you want a definitive on a topic, just go to the JBS uh, folks. They dig in and drill down and absolutely deliver definitive pieces on topics of relevance. Right. Alex Newman was the primary developer of that issue. He wrote five of the articles. I wrote one, Israel Wayne two, and Duke Pesta two. And wow. it's absolutely the best tool we have so far in 25 years of my movement. And Incredible. we're right now working to get a million copies distributed around the nation. We got our work cut out for us. It's worth doing that for sure. So if I go to exodusmandate.org, what uh, tools are there for me? Well, there'll be uh, speeches, uh, the interview with Dobson, the interview at Liberty, uh, those kinds of tools, making the arguments for why this is necessary. We make a lot of theological or biblical arguments. We think that how you educate your children is commanded in the Scripture. There's, there's a lot of text for it. Yeah, God says and, only let and, godly teachers yeah, teach your children. Yeah, and we right? believe that the Scripture or theology, sound theology, and really sound economics and constitutional thinking as well, assign the education of children to the family with assistance from the church or from a private association, not government. So we don't think the federal or even state government have any role in educating children. We believe in the separation of school and state the same way we believe in the valid or, or separation of church and state. We're not in, uh, for the separation of God and government, but we think the government shouldn't be regulating the church as well. So they have no role and they've usurped it for the last 150 years, so we're taking it back. But we're not trying to reform the public schools, Sam. They cannot be reformed. They cannot be fixed. Yeah, the only answer is genocide. It's socialism, and you don't fix socialism. You abandon it. And so many Christians who fight socialism in all other arenas, in medicine, uh, you name it, their area, in business, they accept socialism in education. And we don't accept socialism in education. So we can only get free of this system by abandoning state-sponsored education. So stop trying to fix the public schools. You can't do it. It won't work. And you, the way to fix them is to abandon them and create an alternative model, which is homeschooling, private, or Christian schools. Homeschooling advocate, well-known military leader and chaplain, founder of Exodus Mandate org my friend we appreciate all you do now is the time to strike right? can i put another little commercial in uh, eight months ago alex newman and i and dran reese started a new program called public school exit.com and this is new uh, but it has probably as much potential as anything's going in the country now public school exit.com and i'm the chairman and Alex Newman is the executive director, and it's brand new, but we'd like people to go to that website as well. There's a lot of helpful information there. Roger that. Uh, sir, if you could say one thing right now at this critical juncture. You know, there's a lot to say about the problems in government education. There's a lot to say about exiting and the solutions in homeschool and private school and opportunities. There's a lot to be said in the rejection of communism and socialism. There's no doubt about all that. Uh -huh. But if you could say one thing in this current critical 
in my opinion, pivot point. Will America pivot to real education is the question. What would you say? Well, if, if we save our families and save our children, we may save our own churches and communities. And by doing that, we may then save our country. But it starts in the family, and it will not be fixed. Some people like Donald Trump and some of the things he's doing, and he's doing a lot of good things. But he can't fix your marriage, fix your family, and fix how you raise your children. Only you can do that. So if you really want to fight and be serious in this war, you've got to get your kids out and get them into a good Christian educational enterprise. But home-based church, home-based education, home-based family-oriented solutions are the answer. After all, it is about God, family, and country. Uh, last question for you. Uh, you know the Black Robed Regiment of yesteryear, right? Well, I do know, and I have a marginal participation with them. I'm not actually a member, but I know some of the leaders of that group, and, and you should interview them on your the program. The reason that I bring that up, though, is those are some of the people that can really tell the tale from the pulpit, make the uh, pulpit right. aflame with righteousness, and really encourage the uh, saints of God, the followers of Christ, to really double down and take their education internal and serious. Those can be one of the greatest companion leaders you may have, right? Right. Bill Cook is head of that in Virginia, yes, and he's held conferences in, recently in Fort Worth, Texas, and Oklahoma, and he's having hundreds of people. Really, uh, it pains me to tell you this, but really the pastors, even the conservative pastors, have kind of let us down the I last know few it. decades. That's why I want to call them back to and, business. And we're trying to awaken them and uh, to their responsibility to take care of their flocks and their families, and some are really beginning to see that. And the Black Robe Regiment, led, led by Bill Cook out of Virginia, is is a good example of a yeah, good Yeah, Chuck thing. Baldwin's been a great leader for that as well. Right. And then, of course, also you have uh, Paul Blair. He's a pastor in Edmond, Oklahoma, Fairview Baptist. Very good uh, leader. So there's a lot of people, as, as we've named here, that are doing things in the area of the clergy. I am happen to concentrate my ministry on the education of children. And so I have limited time and space and energy and i i have to if if i do this well and can help families educate their children we'll we'll see some improvements and changes but uh i can't fight every fight and uh so i'm i have marginal participation in some of these things i'm happy to be here at the red pill conference this is extraordinary we have world-class speakers here and again i would commend to your communities uh, alex uh, newman he's a he's traveling speaking and he's kind of one of our rising stars and also Israel Wayne is another national speaker. He's written up in the magazine, Rescuing Our Children. It's important for your audience to get that, order them in bulk, and give them out to their pastors and in their churches, wherever they are. All right, sir, everybody, Ray Moore. ExodusMandate.org. And then please look at the additional site, PublicSchoolExit.com. That's a new one, and it's got so much potential. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me, Sam. Liberty Roundtable Live. There you have it, Kurt. There's the interview I did uh, with Ray Moore, uh, Exodus Mandate, talking about, uh, you know what, with the reset of the COVID, uh, you know, there's silver linings everywhere. And one of them is this idea that says, hey, um, you know, homeschooling, um, a lot of people wouldn't even consider it, but now they're, they're considering it seriously. And they're finding it to be delightful. And a lot of people are saying, you know what? I can do this. We like this. So uh, any comment on that, Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam. I mean, um, this you know uh, that this is probably, it's hard to say the top 
issues of our time or top top focuses that we ought to be looking at more you know uh it's just difficult when there's such a target rich environment uh, i mean uh, i'd probably have to start it off with uh you know the protection of life when it starts uh, but this would be right after that simply because you're talking about still protecting that little life that you know child of god that's given you and your duty as parents um is so important that you um well like you would a small plant um you would never just stick it out in the wind and the rain and the snow and the rough times you would make sure that it's protected and you should do the same thing with those um, children of god that are given to you and uh, protect them especially against um well the um false teachings and the uh, so many evil things that are pervade upon our um society through the government school systems the godless government school systems i should say hey man you know what i found interesting was the numbers he gave in terms of how many people are uh, experimenting with homeschool or taking home education seriously by necessity and or by uh, opportunity the numbers are amazing you know in the past it's only been the very very few that homeschool now the numbers are getting big kurt maybe 10 15 20 25 30 percent uh, will last. In other words, we'll continue in doing it. That alone, Kurt, and I'm not, you know, happy about COVID or anything else, but that alone, as R- Ray Moore said, could literally change the nation, sir. Could literally change the nation. Because when you homeschool, you get people that focus on patriotism, people that focus on God, family, and come country people that learn who they really are they learn about their godly heritage and they begin to understand the critical role they play in society and in history they understand their godly heritage of you know what who gave them their liberty who and and, and things change when that happens that alone kurt i believe is a story not told well couldn't agree more and uh you know if you're if you're the bad guys, uh, the guys who basically don't want, you know, strong families, don't want children to grow up in God, God-centered uh, homes, that kind of thing, they would probably, uh, I mean, do their best to avoid this kind of thing. And yet, um, you know, in their effort to control us all and to uh, drop down the uh, uh, economy and all that kind of stuff in an effort to get rid of uh, President Trump, I think uh, this may be, I guess you could say, a little silver lining in this uh, dark cloud uh, or maybe gold lining in this dark cloud, and that is that uh, families can focus on what's really important and uh, maybe, we hope, uh, bring up a more God, godly heritage, uh, these children that uh, have more of a focus on those things and that are not you know, like the president, when he says uh, America will not be a socialist, well, if we if we get them out of the government schools, that'll be a you know move to, in the right direction, if you ask me. Publicschoolexit.com, ladies and gentlemen, thenewamerican.org. 
rescuing our children. This is a serious solution for the moral meltdown in America. Quick pause, Sam and Kurt. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Dozens of President Trump supporters converged on a vote counting center in Arizona as election staff continued to go through uncounted ballots. The protesters, some of whom the local TV station ABC 15 Arizona reported were carrying guns. Representative Paul Gosser, an Arizona Republican, joined the crowd declaring, we're not going to let this election be stolen, period. Arizona has been called by some media outlets for the Democratic challenger Joe Biden, who holds a 69,000 vote lead, pro-Trump protests witnessed in Michigan and Pennsylvania, where Trump supporters called for vote counts to be halted, protesters in Phoenix have been chanting, Stop the Steal. Police in Portland, Oregon, say the Oregon National Guard was called into the city to help police after protests in the city turned violent Wednesday night. In the interest of public safety, Governor Kate Brown, under the advice of the Unified Command, has activated the use of the Oregon National Guard to assist law enforcement, the agency said in a tweet. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting, and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. Rhode Island is no longer known as the smallest state with the longest name. Voters in the Ocean State, formerly known as Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, approved a ballot measure to remove and Providence Plantations from the state's official name. Rhode Island sole black senator Harold Metz, in the wake of the George Floyd protests earlier this year, put the measure on the ballot. At the time, Metz called the name a hurtful term to so many of us due to the word plantation and its ties to slavery. Unemployed Americans want to know, where's the money? USA Radio News' Tim Berg explains. With the election still hanging in the balance, Senate Majority Leader from Kentucky Mitch McConnell says another stimulus package should be passed before the end of the year. We need another rescue package. Uh, The Senate goes back in session next Monday. Hopefully the partisan passions that prevented us from doing another rescue package will subside. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been negotiating directly with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin as Senate Republican leaders have remained largely on the sidelines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, we're talking about the importance of education, homeschooling, private schooling, one of the great solutions. 
And it's something that, you know, we've talked about for years, and a lot of people just don't give it much credence. But you know what? The COVID, it's all because of the COVID, Kurt. The, the COVID has really made this uh, a live, real-time, uh, everybody's paying attention discussion right now. And that's kind of why we focus on it. Uh, I conducted a Red Pill Expo live interview with Ray Moore about Exodus Mandate talking about this. Really, really good stuff, uh, in my opinion. Really important stuff. And if you want to educate yourself on this, I'm telling you, the New American Magazine gets it done like nobody's business. Alex Newman and crew doing a phenomenal job. But the series is called Rescuing Our Children. Alex Newman, thenewamerican.com. Check it out, folks. It is amazing. It is just amazing. All right. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Um, anything else to add on this, Kurt? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I I recommend that as well as there's a whole lot of other good info out there. I mean, you mentioned Reed Benson, and um, I don't know that you mentioned his uh, doctorate dissertation, but that can be found online. It's nearly 200 pages, includes... Uh, um, Basically, in, in well, a situation where Paul Harvey, uh, you know, uh, basically said that in the future, um, the uh, family living room will be the, uh, well, the schoolroom, you know, the classroom. So I wouldn't call Paul Harvey a prophet, back. but he was certainly prophetic in that reality check, wasn't he, Kurt? Yes. Anyway, I thought that's just tremendous. I wanted to highlight that. I think they do a great job. And I've got several of these uh, Red Pill Expo interviews that I haven't even been able to air yet. We've just had so much content, so much good information. Uh, The election is coming up, but everything else has just really had us buried since Red Pill. Uh, But I want to get back to it and play the interviews that I've I've recorded. I don't want to leave them out. They're really, really, really good. One of the interviews soon will be from uh, Stuart Rhodes. Talking about the violence in America. Look, folks, they're, they're gearing up for serious violence in this country. Now, they, when the mainstream press reports on us, they kind of suggest that we're agitating for this war. Quite the contrary, dishonest folks. We don't relish or look forward to a war of any kind. We follow the Prince of Peace, let's be very clear. We're just telling you that there are elements in our society, our society that do seek for war that do seek to bring civil unrest to a peaceful, God-fearing nation. All right? So we we understand that uh, reality check, if you will. Uh, Anyway, uh, I digress, except to say that I want to play some of these interviews uh, coming up. All right, Kurt, you want to uh, dateline Idaho, huh? Well, yes, Sam, uh, and I guess uh, maybe this is uh, more of something to come. Uh, Well, you know, Moscow is a place where, you know, most people hear the word Moscow, they think of Russia like I do. Um, And in this case, uh, maybe it's a little bit more fitting uh, because it's Moscow, Idaho, Sam. And the uh, headline reads, Idaho police arrest three at church worship event in defiance of mask mandate so what you have is uh, well uh, they say uh, these people were arrested for violating social distancing rules as their church sang hymns 
and Bible Psalms outdoors. Um, and this was an event in part to protest the city mayor's mask mandate, which they say is supposed to run till January 2021. Um, you know, I watched this, Sam, and I didn't see any police cars burning or any buildings on fire or any windows on, being you busted. Let, or, wait a minute now. If they were burning cars, put things on fire, then they wouldn't really arrest. They'd just stand back and watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this guy. You're singing hymns to um, your God. Shut it down. This guy is a uh, local music teacher, and his wife, um, you know, told the officers they refused to comply with uh, what they call in the Breitbart piece an inaudible order. I don't know what that means. Uh, Moscow Report, um, it's another, I guess, piece up there, says the apparent infraction is that they refuse to show identification. Oh, I didn't know we got uh, arrested for not showing identification. Anyway, the footage of the couple's arrest shows the church's church body singing the hymn praise god from whom all blessings flow as officers place them in handcuffs um one uh, is uh i guess uh, one individual is a co-host of cross politic it's a christian political talk show and a i guess you can do a christian political talk show huh Sam? and a candidate for county commissioner always oh, a candidate too um and uh, one one uh, said, uh, you guys should not be doing this, is what he told the officers as they walked him to a squad car. And doing this kind of blank for the mayor, this is embarrassing. You guys are stronger than this. Um, anyway, uh, released that same day, the guy uh, appeared on his talk show to discuss the arrest, playing extended footage of his conversation with the officers, one of his companions is heard telling the officers, we backed you guys at recent Black Lives Matter protests advocating to defund the police. They didn't send you to enforce social distancing with BLM to go do that when they said defund you guys. We backed you guys, you know, and, uh, you know, anyway, the bottom line is, Sam, uh, it's more back and forth, but... Um, Guys getting arrested for singing and not social distancing and not having their mask on, you know. Well, and maybe it was payback for a protest about the mask mandate in the first place, Kurt. I think, I think so. Sam. You know, those, these things just those continue little to those little tyrants that they don't like it when you don't do exactly what they tell you. Yeah, you know Kurt, I mean? and they're talking about doing that in Utah too. There's been some events lately, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna prosecute the." organizers and stuff like this. This is starting to become a serious issue, and it's not just in the United States. Uh, it would be yeah. bad enough if it was, but it's worldwide, ladies and gentlemen. So not only has this happened in Idaho, but what, Melbourne, Australia? Or, oh, no, well, Victoria and then case, Melbourne? The state of Victoria, yeah, the headline from World Net Daily says, COVID cops pounce on pregnant gal, Whoa. elderly ladies, for sitting on bench. Uh, sub-headline, police have lost all common sense when it comes to coronavirus rules. Yeah, um, anyway, they've ramped up their COVID-19 enforcement against pregnant women and elderly ladies. 
prompting one eyewitness to conclude Victoria police have lost all common sense. The law enforcement actions against several women, including one who was 38 weeks pregnant and two ladies resting on a park bench, were reported by Caldron Pool and Zero Hedge. The pregnant woman was walking in a park and stopped to rest. Police officers approached her and told her that sitting in a park was not one of the four accepted reasons for being out of her home. You can only be out of your house for one of four reasons, uh, they said. One of those would be exercise. Sitting in a park is not one of the four reasons, they said. The woman insisted that the officers explain to her the specific rules. Wow. We already uh, <laughs> knew it, but now it's uh, confirmed to Victoria Police. Anyway, uh, she said, uh, I just want to make sure I understand the rules. You're allowed to be in a park, but you can't sit in a park at all. That's not one of the four reasons, officer said. Uh, so I'm pregnant, and obviously my exercise is limited because I have to walk. I'm now puffed out because I'm 38 weeks pregnant, so even I can't sit, so I, even I can't sit in a park. Is that right? That's not one of the four reasons. They said in a short time before that, five Victorian police officers were filmed surrounding two elderly women sitting on a park bench in Melbourne. The women were threatened with arrest unless they hand over their identification. The video shows the officers confronting the women, but little of the actual conversation can be heard. Uh, it shows one officer sneaking up behind the women and snatching a cell phone from one. Um, the video shows the officers surrounding the two women. One of the women said firmly, No, I'm not standing up. On what grounds am I under arrest? This is unlawful. Well, Sam, there you go. Little does she know, huh, Kurt? Well, you what don't hear much big? about these news stories on uh, Rush Limbaugh, Sam, and uh, Sean Hannity, do you? No, and sadly, Oops. it's worldwide, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live. Are you getting pandemic whiplash, Kurt? As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. 
Daddy, we'll have somebody steals our gold. We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. A couple of quick Utah stories. Utahns overwhelmingly vote to pass what they call Amendment C. Taking slavery out of the Utah State Constitution, man. No more slavery going on in Utah, Kurt. Have you seen slavery happening lately in Utah? Well, I was, I mean, you know, if I think of slavery, I... You know, can put like the IRS and you know some of those things right on the top of the list. But what are they talking about here, Sam? I have no idea. I mean, it's the most goofy thing I've ever seen in my life. As if there's really slavery now. You know, if they're just like, hey, we want to, we want to go ahead and update our policies, so that's not even on the books. I kind of understand what they're saying a little bit, but I guess I'm saying, Kurt, that oftentimes you find that legislation has a, a common sense reason to it that you'd go, okay, everybody agrees with this, right? But then oftentimes, I find that it's used for sinister purposes, meaning for whatever reason it was passed, was logical and good and honorable, and but yet then later it gets manipulated and used for more sinister reasons. So that's why I kind of was against it, Kurt. Yeah, I guess the uh, MSN.com people have a piece that says, Utah, common Nebraska voters approved measures stripping slavery language from state constitutions. Um, and uh, they say 68% of voters approved, 32% rejected an amendment to uh, remove language on the use of slavery as a punishment for convicted criminals. Voters in Utah came out strongly in favor of a measure to remove slavery language from the state's founding document with 80% in support. Uh, the passage of the measure will amend Section 21 of Article 1 of the Utah Constitution, removing language that disallowed slavery except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. Are they saying now the IRS can't throw me in jail, Kurt, make me a slave? <laughs> I don't see anything about that in here, Sam. Uh, maybe they forgot that. Um, they say, uh, well, anyway, they tell you that the 13th Amendment, the U.S. Constitution ratified in 1865, says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, wouldn't that be what yes, sir. taxes? Uh, except as a punishment for crime. Well, I mean, you were born, so I guess that's your crime. Whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, yeah, convicted for sure, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Wow. All right. There you go, Sam. There you have it. I thought that was worth kind of discussion. I'm glad we don't have any slavery anymore in Utah. 
Except for yeah, all of us are slaves to the income tax, I'll tell you that, and the property tax uh, as well. Both unconstitutional taxes, I might clarify. Also, yeah. I guess Weber, Utah High School, Kurt, uh-huh. moves to online classes due to the COVID-19. This relates to the education piece we were talking about, and it just came out in the news, so I thought I'd highlight that. Now, Kurt wants to tell you not about Lil Wayne, but he wants to talk to you about Lil Pump. Kurt says, hey, do you know who Lil Pump is? I'm like, well, no, but I will tell you who it is, just so you know. His name, his birth name, Kurt, is Gazi Garcia. Oh, yeah, okay. Also known as Pump Jet Ski. He was born in 2000. He's age 20, buddy. Miami, Florida. And he's known for his hip-hop, rap, SoundCloud rap, kind of punk rap, music, occupation, rapper. I guess he's known for his vocals, no instruments. 2015 Uh to present is his uh, whatever. He's on a few labels. Gucci Mane is an associate act. Lil... Okay. Ashti, Vitos, Rich the Kid, Smoke Perb. Oh. Uh, anyway, it just gets worse from there, I guess. And you're not, I, I thought you'd have a bunch of tunes by this guy, you know, since you're. Uh, you I know, usually stay off music. the rap stuff unless they go Christian. Then I kind of pay attention to him a little more. That's so right. I appreciate it. But this guy, I guess, along with other bunch of other rappers, are starting to back the president of the United States, Kurt. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, Elena Mastrangelo uh, writes for Breitbart, and it says, headline, Little Pump, colon, remain patient. Our man will be reelected. Uh, rapper and staunch Trump supporter Little Pump took to Twitter and told his 1.1 million followers to remain patient. As the 2020 election results slowly trickle in, you know, a trickle-down economy, uh, adding that our man will be reelected, he said, remain calm, remain patient, have trust in the system, our man will be reelected. Um, said some other interesting stuff there. Tweeted Little Pump, who included a photo of himself speaking at a Michigan Trump rally on the eve of Election Day. There you go, Sam. Little Pump. Yeah, what do you think I about that? I wasn't familiar with Little Pump, but I don't uh, know why. You know, I mean, I just out of touch, Sam. That's it. You know. Amen. All right, Kurt wants I mean, to talk about happy cows now, ladies and gentlemen. Headline says lawsuit takes issue with Ben and Jerry's happy cows. I kid you not. There's a lawsuit. Some milk comes from cows on what they call factory style. Mass production, dairy operations, but not all, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's is facing a lawsuit, buddy. Did you see this? I didn't, Sam. Um, you know, uh, and I've seen some happy cows before. Uh, they're probably the free-range cows. Uh, these would be your happiest cows, except for when they... You know, find like a cougar after them or something like that. Then they're quite as happy, you know, on that. But, uh, you know, happy cows, you know, that's what Ben and Jerry's are after, I guess, huh? Yeah, what's happening is Ben and Jerry's getting sued. Hmm. I guess there's By a the lawsuit accusing cows. the ice cream makers. They say uh, that its parent company is involved in false advertising by saying the milk and cream and its products 
comes from Happy Cows. So it's a complaint that's been filed in okay. federal court in Burlington, Vermont, where Ben and Jerry's was founded. All right. Mm. Now, environmental advocate James Eller said, in contrast to what they've told consumers, believe it or not, the products are actually made from a mixture of one milk that comes from farms that are made from a mixture of one milk that comes from farms participating in the caring dairy program and two milk that comes from factory style mass production dairy operations. They ought to call those plantations, Kurt. Ben and Jerry says, hey, we're proud of the work we've done with family farms. This isn't true. And the big debate rages on Kurt. Now, the question becomes this, Kurt. You think they're going to go ahead and uh, go after Chick-fil-A next? Don't don't Chick-fil-A have cows that they... Well, they have cows climbing up on billboards, Salmon. I mean, that's definitely a dangerous situation. But are those happy cows, Kurt? Well, I mean, how happy would you be having to climb up on a billboard, you know, if you were a cow, Sam? I mean, think about it. That's um, definitely a, you know, So I'm expecting this to come to a theater near Chick-fil-A. I pray Uh it doesn't, but I'm predicting that it does. And what I find fascinating about this is, you know, this idea about happy cows, Kurt. You know, we're worried about happy cows. We're not too worried about happy people. We just don't want you to commit suicide, right? In our society, we yeah. want to kill you well, before I mean, you can even get born and drink milk. Right. But yet, hey, you know, we want to make sure you're not committing suicide later, you know, and then we want to. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. But happy cows. Have you ever eaten the cheese called laughing cow, Kurt? No, I haven't. Do you know, even mean, know what that not is? Not that I'm aware of it. You know, I mean, Kurt I could have eaten it and just not. Hold on a minute. Aware. I know about happy cow cheese or laughing cow cheese and Kurt doesn't. Yeah, you're. You're much more up on the. Kurt, you're like the milk guru, area. aren't you, around here? Well, I thought I was, uh, but you know, um, you know. Um, look up laughing look cow cheese, it. Kurt, on the internet. Okay, and you right now I was just looking now. up the caring dairy thing from Ben and Jerry's, you know, just to see what that was. Uh, but they say that uh, caring dairy offers our farmers a program for evaluating, implementing, and continuously improving sustainable agricultural practices on their farms. I believe is that the future of dairy farming is to build soil health that includes increased cover crops, alternative tilling practices. Uh, We also believe that high-quality animal care is fundamental to the success of a farm. A well-cared-for cow will produce a higher-quality milk. And, of course, the importance of labor that supports the entire farm. The Caring Dairy Program is a reflection of our belief that the farmers who join the global caring dairy community are leaders in the dairy industry. I didn't know about this thing, Sam. I know. That's why i got to catch you up, buddy. i got to help the food czar keep up on what's going on in the world. You know what I'm talking about? Good point. Uh, Caring dairy farmers say no to tail docking. Now, here's what I find fascinating. Say no to drugs. What I find fascinating is this, though. You know, this discussion. Yeah. You know, Kurt, you would agree with this idea that we want to create happy animals. Now, well, let me, let me explain. Well, like happy ones would be happy, you know. Oh, good idea. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bring this up, though, because Kurt would be for happy cows. Right. Okay, and Kurt would be for taking care of cows and not giving them drugs. Right. But the problem is, it's kind of like the environment. Okay? Mm-hmm. I would be for taking care of the earth that God gave us. Right. Okay, I'd be for being good stewards. But what they yes. do is they take this so far and they turn it into an environmental wackoism and they turn it into this confusing mess that we just can't support. Mm-hmm. And that's what yep. I see going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay, this lawsuit taking issues with Ben and Jerry's. Now, you know, hey, I agree that we need to kind of back away from this corporate massive farm deal where they're on factory style, you know, mass production, whatever. I don't think that's the best way to go about it. But I will say that, hey, you know, we need to be very careful how far we go with this stuff. But anyway, laughing cow, Kurt, Looks just like, so you know, I think the laughing cows would be happy cows, wouldn't they, if they were laughing? Well, they should be. Yes, sir. By the way, just before wedges, the hour ends. So people know, oh. cheese wedges, dippers and cheese snacks, that's laughing cow, buddy. You ought to find there it you in your grocery store and try it out. You might like it, Kurt. Hey, it's Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and the Tea Party Patriots are holding the Protect the Vote protests across the country. I guess they're going to be probably burning cars and you no, know, they're not. police buildings. Wait a minute. Oh. Kurt, these are Tea oh. Party people. They don't do that kind of stuff. Oh, that's right. They'll be just standing there holding signs. And What's it I called? Mean, don't they know how to protest? Protect the Vote? It's a Tea Party protest called Protect the Vote. They're having them in... Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Atlanta, Georgia, Detroit, Michigan, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, uh, well, it looks like a good reason to get out there and protect the vote, Sam. You know? Well, imagine that. I support that, if they're peaceful. Imagine that peaceful protest. Hmm. Some crazy idea, but we're for it. Wow. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, across America, Kurt? Yes, sir. Across America? Can they do Protect that? Protect the vote. They are. Well, I guess they can then, huh? God save mm-hmm. the Republic of the United States of America. Donate to LovingLiberty.net. Thank